Ladies and gentlemen, in just two well, weeks, no, I wasn't referring my guest to Ray Rojo. That's Ray Rojo there, but I believe he is going to introduce the most perfect athlete an individual who is allegedly beyond has perfect. Ever seen. I am, of course, speaking of Mr. Perfect. At this time, I would like to introduce to you the narcissist, Lex Luger. And, uh, get a load of this, man. Luger makes to other human beings, to other wrestlers, and to many of us at home when he grabs an opponent, pulls him into the mirror, and talks about the individual's physical defects. Very degrading. Yeah, very degrading. Well, all he's doing is pointing out their shortcomings, something that they could obviously do something about. Look at Lex Luger. He's obviously worked long and hard to look the way he does. Look uh -huh. at that. And he I, feels I'm these impressed. other guys, he feels these other guys just don't measure up. And quite honestly, they don't. Yes, but I understand that, but he's referring to the non-athletes as well, those individuals. Like those right there, right? And again, it's like, Mr. all right, fine, this man is well let's let's uh Mr. Luger, please Ray I would like to have a word with you. Mr. Luger, I would like to have a word with you concerning your upcoming match at WrestleMania with Mr. Perfect. Mr. Luger, as hard as it may seem for you to pull yourself away from yourself, I would like to have a word with you regarding Mr. Perfect who many people believe will beat you at WrestleMania. Ah, oh, that got his attention. <laughs> beat me? Now that may enter the mind of ordinary wrestlers in the WWF, but never the narcissist Lex Luger, because I am beyond perfection. I mean, look at me. Now I must admit, you are quite impressive. And a lot of people find you very impressive. impressive. But the fact of the matter is, do you think Mr. Perfect would find hey, you as impressive? Wait a minute, wait a minute, what's that? Yeah, what is Mr. it? Mr. Luger, could I, I have your attention, please? Hey, Luger. Hey, how about that? There's perfection. Well, well, well. Mr. Perfect. You know, I only wish, instead of hiding behind some giant television screen back there, you were actually out here, right by my side, live and in living color. Because only then, Mr. Perfect, you could truly <laughs> appreciate what a physical specimen I really am, and why you will go down into defeat in WrestleMania 9. Because if you could just see how incredible I truly am, your knees would start to shake, your spine quiver, butterflies in your stomach, because I truly am, Mr. Perfect, beyond perfection. Tell it like it is, that's right. Lex Luger, the narcissist Lex Luger, the man who says that he's beyond perfection, a man who says 
he's going to defeat Mr. Perfect at WrestleMania? I can't wait for WrestleMania. I have got to see this. In fact, I've got to see it right now. Whoa! Wait, what's he doing? Yeah, I think he's on his way. I think he's coming out here. Yes, there he is. Mr. Perfect coming right up. He's going to take a good look himself. Up close type perfection is doing his thing right now, and I like it. I don't think that Mr. Perfect, from a distance at least, was all that impressed. Let's see what happens now. I love it. Well, he's giving him the once-over. You know, Mr. Perfect, this is quite a surprise. But I'm really glad you're here. Because now you get a dose of reality of what you'll see when you step through the ropes at WrestleMania 9. As a matter of fact, you're going to have to look at a world-class, beyond-comparison physique. I mean, just look at these pecs. Isn't that incredible? Just look at this double bicep. Look at the peak on those arms. Look at the development of these abdominals, Mr. Perfect. This is what you will be facing in WrestleMania 9. <laughs> Why don't we just ask the people who's perfect around here? In fact, in fact, excuse me for one second. Maybe I'd like to, excuse me, sir. I'd like to, I, I'll ask myself if you don't mind. What's he mean by that? Well, it's a perfect towel. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who has the most perfect of them all. Whoa! Mr. Perfect! What an ovation from Mr. Perfect! What a matchup this is gonna be at WrestleMania! And all of a sudden, the narcissist Lex Luger is rattled! We'll be back as we continue with more WWF action! Mr. Perfect? He's hot! Hello buddies! Welcome to episode 18 of Acceptable in the 90s, your weekly look at a simpler time. Although at the moment, I'd be inclined to believe that Vince McMahon thought we were simple, if this build to his biggest show of the year is anything to go by. This week we reach that point in every Wrestlemania season where we just want the show to be over, but I'm sure we'll have an hour of fun while you listen to me ramble. Before that can be talked into existence however, I don't know how your weekend in 1993 went, but you know we have to talk about Saturday! Welcome everyone to the third WWF Superstars Reports of the New Era of Acceptable! 
The show was broadcast on March the 20th, 1993 from Long Beach, California, taken from the mammoth February 15th, 1993 tapings. Results from the show are as follows. The team of Money Incorporated defeated Alan Reed and Robert Thompson in 2 minutes and 36 seconds when DiBiase put Reed to sleep with the million dollar dream sleeper hold. Vince McMahon informs us that Hacksaw Jim Duggan has decided to return to the ring. Given the time this has been given on Superstars every week, it would have been nice to let Jim make the announcement himself. The Ugandan giant Kamala defeated Jim Gorman with that stupid splash thing in 2 minutes and 3 seconds. We also learn that Kamala will face Bam Bam Bigelow at Wrestlemania. Hmm, interesting. The heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels defeated Jumping Joey Mags with a super kick in 2 minutes and 8 seconds. Mr. Duckass Bob Backlund defeated Larry Ludden in 2 minutes and 32 seconds with his lethal roll-up pin. And in the main event, Doink the Clown defeated Larry Samson with the stump puller in 1 minute and 38 seconds. Our WrestleMania hype this week is largely given to push the Narcissist vs Mr. Perfect match. But we do also take a trip to the beach for some build towards Kona Crush versus Doink the Clown. Aloha everybody and welcome to my home, the Big Island. You know, since coming home, the people Kona keep asking me the same question. Crush, now that you're okay brother, when, when will you get your hands on that Doink? Well, I was so happy to find out it's going to be at none other than WrestleMania 9, where the whole world will be watching. You know, Doink, since you heard me, you've been running your mouth quite a bit about Crush. In fact, one thing that you referred to me as was Pineapple Head. You know, I've been walking along this beach here, brother, looking at this pineapple, and I don't see the resemblance. But you know what? I do kind of see a resemblance with you. You know, the green hair, the beady eyes. You know what though? It might look like you now, but this brother, this is what you're gonna look like after WrestleMania. Another fairly good episode of Weekend Jobber Watching there. I'll be honest, I'm pretty much enjoying watching Superstars more than I do Raw. So to avoid having to talk about that for a while, it's time to cut to the ITN newsroom to find out what was occurring on this day in history on March the 22nd, 1993. The Intel Corporation ships the first Pentium chips 80586 featuring a 60 MHz clock speed, 100 plus MIPS and a 64-bit data path. But could it handle Doom? That's what I want to know. Andre the Giant's induction into the inaugural WWF Hall of Fame is announced on this week's episode of Monday Night Raw. Steve Olin, a baseball pitcher for the Cleveland Indians, dies from injuries resulting from a boating accident at 27 years of age. In the cinemas, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 is the number one movie at the US box office. I've got it on DVD, but I've never watched it. So I ask you, Meatsiders, is it good? Would you like it reviewing as a bonus show? 
Maybe a little Brucey bonus Christmas special? Tell me on Twitter. Steven Seagal's Under Siege is still the number one movie in the UK for one more week. In the pop charts, Informer by Snow is at number one in the US Billboard, while O Carolina by the world's favourite rapping love cheat Shaggy is at number one in the UK. We are back at the Manhattan Centre in New York City for the March 22nd 1993 episode of Monday Night Raw. Our commentary team tonight is Vince McMahon, the Macho Man Randy Savage and Rob the Knob Bartlett. Demento and the Repo Man, who actually sound quite cool as a team together, expect to put on a Dave Meltzer in the Tokyo Dome six-star classic against Luke and Butch, the Bushwhackers. The Bushwhackers make their entrance through the balcony and the match starts after the break. Vince puts over the March to WrestleMania special that will air this Sunday. Butch bites Demento in the ass and then Luke does the same to Repo Man as the crowd goes mild. The Bushwhackers clear the ring, then march around like morons as that gets a better reaction than anything else they could do. Things settle down as Repo Man beats on Luke. 
Vince then talks about the tribute to Andre the Giant as Luke and Demento collide with both men down. Demento is up first as Luke remains in trouble, then they collide again and tag out as Butch runs wild on Repo Man. The match breaks down and gets really sloppy, surprise surprise, and disjointed, bigger surprise, then Repo Man accidentally elbow drops Demento, then gets hit with the battering ram as the Bushwhackers pick up the win, believe it or not, in 5 minutes and 28 seconds. And I felt every single bloody one. The Bushwhackers are ridiculously past their sell-by date here. The hot tag actually ruined the match. Not good, and bad would have been better. This ended up being Repo Man's last match, as he would ironically go into selling car alarms while doing some independent dates. Match number two at least had more promise, as the Native American Tatanka squares off against Reno Riggins. Tatanka chops Riggins before launching him with a backdrop. Riggins catches Tatanka with a sleeper, but Tatanka manages to escape and hit an atomic drop. Tatanka works the arm as Vince plugs the WWF hotline. Tatanka hits several hard chops in the corner, but misses a crossbody. Riggins stomps away and uses a turnbuckle smash, but Tatanka fires up and runs wild until the Samoan drop gets the win in 3 minutes and 30 seconds. This was really more hype for the WrestleMania hotline than the Tatanka Michaels match. Reno Riggins was a very solid worker, but as a jobber, he had more of a face repertoire, so his offence as a heel was really quite poor. He's a much better base for a heel, to be honest. The Andre tribute plays, which also doubles up as the announcement for the Hall of Fame induction. It's a better visual representation than an audio one, but I do recommend you check it out, as it is very classy, just like the man himself. Our third match is a tag team contest for the ages, as the WWF World Tag Team Champions Money Inc. face Jeff Armstrong and Scott Rich. IRS brings the scorching heel heat prior to the match. Kids, always get your parents to pay their taxes, or Mike Rotunda is going to slit their throats in your beds. DiBiase runs over Armstrong as the announcers talk about the Money Inc. versus the Dick Twins WrestleMania match. Bartlett is now shown watching other shows on TV to check out the competition as IRS beats on Rich. I'm not sure if that spot of Bartlett's was actually planned because both Savage and McMahon seem to get quite noticeably angry. DiBiase tags in and hits a few chops, then IRS tags back in and hits the right-off clothesline for the win in 3 minutes and 2 seconds. Now, as previously said, I enjoy Money Inc. both as singles wrestlers and as the sum of their parts, but this crowd, and 1993 in general, do not agree with me. They were an odd choice for the double main event in Las Vegas. America. This special WrestleMania report here on Raw is brought to you by IcoPro, the integrated conditioning programs that takes your body beyond its genetic potential. You've got to want it, IcoPro. By the way, Vince, it's great to have you back here on Monday Night Raw. 
After seeing last week's show, I must admit, it's kind of like you never really left. Now then, let's talk about the greatest WrestleMania ever. You can see it exclusively on pay-per-view cable TV. Big double main event. As you know, World Wrestling Federation champion, Bret the Hitman Hart defends against his incredible 505-pound challenger, Japanese superstar Yokozuna. On the subject of that match, next weekend on WWF Superstars and Wrestling Challenge, you can see the official contract signing for that title bout. Don't miss that. The other half of that blockbuster double main event, Pitt's World Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champions, Money Incorporated against the returning Hulk Hogan and his masked partner, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, managed by Jimmy Hart. Together, they are the Mega Maniacs. Talk about big matches at WrestleMania. The eight-foot-tall Giant Gonzalez, managed by Harvey Whippleman, meets The Undertaker with Paul Bearer in his corner. These matches, along with others, round out what is shaping up to be the greatest WrestleMania ever. Plus, from what I've heard, everybody, and I do mean everybody, will be wearing togas for the world's largest toga party. They sent me mine this weekend, and there's got to be more material in a roll of dental floss than what I received in the mail. Caesar's Palace, Caesar's Palace, folks, is being transformed into an ancient Roman Colosseum. An opening procession, Egyptian guards, belly dancers, wild jungle beasts, vestal virgins, yes, vestal virgins, and the good news is, you can experience this extravaganza live as it happens exclusively on pay-per-view cable TV. Don't wait till the 11th hour. Make your plans now to join us Sunday, April 4th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time for WrestleMania Night. Call your local cable company. Do it right now. Back to more Monday Night Raw. Macho Man. Yeah. A Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. I understand you're going to be arriving ringside in an Egyptian sedan. A party sedan. My question to you, Macho Man, is that a single or a double sedan? And is it with or without Vestal Virgins? Look, huh? it can be a double. You can come with me if you want. It's with Vestal Virgins. I'm excited. I bet you are excited. Real excited. We're all excited for WrestleMania, and we're all excited for the next matchup. It's one-on-one. -on -one. Uganda Giant, the mighty Kamala, versus the evil clown joint here on Monday Night Raw. The main event of the evening sees the evil court jester Doink the Clown take on He's a Man Kamala, accompanied by the Reverend Slick. Once again, Doink carries a gift box to the ring. Doink tries to gift Kamala a gift and then places it in the corner and cheap shots Kamala. Doink grounds Kamala as he works the arm. The announcers talk about wearing togas as Doink stays in control of the match. Kamala fights back and hits an avalanche right before the break. The match returns as Doink is once again attacking the arm. Doink gets chased outside and then gives Kamala a gift again and rolls back inside to beat the 10 count, getting the win at 5 minutes and 40 seconds. Felt longer. After the match, Doink has Kamala crawl after him under the ring, but Doink is swinging a chair at what he thinks is Kamala trying to come out before Kamala sneaks behind him and chases him up the aisle. Most of this match was Doink working an armbar, and the finish was awful. Now technically, this is the best match of the show, but that is not exactly praise. 
Oh, yeah. We're back with our Monday Night Raw. By the way, congratulations to Rob Bartlett, the 1993 Spam Eating Award Contest winner. Congratulations, Robin. Thank you. You have here your fan club, I understand, the president, vice president, uh, treasurer, secretary of your yes, it's the fan fa club. And we'd, again, like to wish you, uh, Thank you. all the best. Thank you. It's the fabulous Rhea sisters. Beg your pardon? The fabulous Rhea sisters. We have, we have Seba, Paya, and Daya. Ooh. That's not very nice. Not very nice at all. No, it's not. Have. That's not very nice. I mean, would you ladies have something to say to Rob? We love you, Rob. You know that. Aha! Uh -huh. Trying well, to cover if it you, up. If you truly love Rob, then why is it there's some sort of display of affection? Or... Oh, yeah! you got to be kidding me. Rob Bartlett is a leading man. Look at this. Hey, hey. Let's be nice. You can't do any better, yeah. brother. <laughs> Let's take a look at this. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Tip. <laughs> Gotta have beef. Gotta have spice. Need a little excitement. Snap into a Slim Jim. Oh, yeah. All right, folks, you know what I missed? March to WrestleMania. Well, I'll be there. The Rob Bartlett Fan Club, the March to WrestleMania, right here on USA. Next Sunday at 8 o'clock Eastern and Pacific. And who's going to be marching to WrestleMania? You're not going to believe it. One-on-one, -on -one, the Macho Man Randy Savage squaring off against Yokozuna. I'm going to soften him up, oh yeah. I don't know about that. What a matchup that's going to be. The prelude to WrestleMania, the number one contender, Yokozuna. Meeting the Macho Man right here on USA. And then from there, look at this. Bam, bam, Bigelow squaring off against The Undertaker. What a matchup. Unbelievable. Yeah. And then from there, a special interview with the Mega Maniacs, who could very well be the next World Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champions. All of that and a great deal more, including a special midget tag team matchup, a six-man. Don't look at me when you say that, Vince McMahon. This oh, no. Sunday, I'm going to beat Yokozuna. Really? Yeah. Well, we'd like to wish you the best of luck. I guarantee victory. Macho Man Randy Savage against Yokozuna next Sunday at 8 o'clock Eastern Pacific right here on USA. Let's hear it for the Rob Bartlett fan club, all right? Yeah. And now we head to my final thoughts. Good grief, this was a dreadful episode of Raw. The hype train is really dragging on now and every single match sucked ass. Watch Superstars this week guys. Don't waste your time on what must have been a dreadful start to the week for wrestling fans at the time. The March to WrestleMania episode sounds like a laugh though, so we'll give that a whirl next week. Star of the Night? No. Match of the Night? No. Highlight of the Night? No, although the induction announcement for Andre was nice. As for Lowlight of the Night, he's missed a four words and five syllables. His commentary and comedy makes my dick shrivel. Whether it be spoiling matches with his bad patter, 
terrible impersonations that would make Phil Cool blush, or just having the world's most punchable face, it's Rob the Knob Bartlett. Surely this man can't have long left with the company, as this experiment ain't working, Jack. Ugh, what a four-finger stinker. I'm sorry, kids. Watch some decent wrestling instead this week. In fact, why not watch whatever the lads that look at the adjective are watching? Because that is going to be far better, even for 1996. I hope some early 90s WCW can soothe my soul, actually. The March 20th, 1993 episode of WCW Saturday Night emanated from the Centre Stage Theatre in Atlanta, Georgia. In results from the show, Rick Rude defeated T.C. McCoy via the Rude Awakening. The Bruise Brothers Don and Ron Harris defeated Mike Thor and Scott Allen with a chokeslam. And yes, you know I've got to say it, Thor, it stings! Barry Windham defeated Mike Winner with the Impaler DDT to retain the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Now, I don't want to split hairs here, but you really shouldn't give yourself the name Winner if you're going to be a jobber, even if you're a good one. Tex Slazenger and Shanghai Pierce defeated Tommy Angel and Chris Sullivan when Slazenger hit one of them with a reverse DDT. You can probably tell I wasn't paying a lot of attention. Cactus Jack defeated Rip Rogers with the double underhook DDT. It's a right DDT party in this place tonight. Three in a row. Max Payne defeated Ronnie Hagen with the Payne Killer Armbar. No longer called the Whammy Bar, it seems. Big Sky defeated Van Hammer when Vinny Vegas handed him brass knuckles. Yay! Everyone's favourite wrestling twins, Keith and Kent the Cole Twins, defeated JD Wolf and Tony Vincent with a double drop kick. Vinny Vegas defeated Rex Cooper with snake eyes. Rick Rude came back to the programme to berate Dustin Rhodes. Johnny B. Bad defeated Fred Avery following a diving sunset flip. And in the main event, Big Van Vader defeated Tom Dixon with the powerbomb to retain the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. He then addressed both Sting and David Boy first match. So listen along after the closing blurb to find out what was said. And that's your lot for another week, darlings. Next week will be a review of March to WrestleMania, as there's no episode of Raw on the network for next week. That's because it was a truncated version of the previously announced special. The following week will be WrestleMania 9, and then this madness can end for a bit. As always, I would greatly appreciate your feedback, as this show and the podcasts we offer as a whole will only improve with your feedback. So do please throw us a follow at One Man's Meat Pod on Twitter. However, my sweet little lambs, in the meantime, and in between time, stay beefy, meat ciders! Awesome power bomb, Big Van Vader, certainly Sting is out after that World Heavyweight title, and the threat is there from the British Bulldog, Davey Boy Smith. Mr. Man, once again, Vader stands before you, the heavyweight champion of the world, the king of the world, and even though... We fight, we survive in the toughest valley in the world. We have no fear because guess what? We own the valley and that valley happens to be the valley 
of the WCW, the baddest, biggest, most toughest wrestlers in the world today. And every wrestler that stepped in that ring with Big Van Vader, they pay mortgage to me. They pay with pain. They pay. Stinger, you want one more shot at the title? Well, I'm standing right here. It's not very hard to find, Vader. You wanna, you wanna feel the leather strap one more time? We can do that too. And who is this? Davy Boy Smith. Who is Davy Boy Smith? What arrogance does he have? What nerve does he have? And what little brains does he have to step in the ring with Big Van Vader? Yeah. Fans, we'll see you next week on WCW Saturday Night.